0: Today is Monday, February 8th, 2021, and this is Montana at noon. I'm Josh Margolis, your weather command forecast. A wind chill advisory remains in effect through noon on Thursday for the following counties. Eastern Glacier, Hill, Shodo, Tool, Liberty, Eastern Ponderé, Blaine, Eastern Teton, Judith Basin, and Fergus. Expect very cold wind chills, as low as 35 below zero. Dangerously cold wind chills could cause frostbite on exposed skin in as little as five to ten minutes. Use caution while traveling outside. Wear appropriate clothing, a hat, and gloves. Once again, that wind chill advisory remains in effect through noon on Thursday. For the rest of your Monday, cloudy, 50% chance of snow. Highs around 5 below. North winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wind chill readings 20 below to 30 below zero. Tonight mostly cloudy in the evening, then becoming partly cloudy. Lows 20 below to 25 below zero. Northwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tuesday mostly cloudy. Highs 5 below to 10 below zero. Northwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wind chill readings 35 below to 45 below zero. Tuesday night partly cloudy. Lows around 25 below. Northwest winds, 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wednesday mostly cloudy. Highs around 10 below. Northwest winds, 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wednesday night through Thursday night mostly cloudy. Lows around 25 below. Highs around 15 below. Friday and Friday night mostly cloudy. Highs 5 below to 10 below zero. Lows around 20 below. Saturday mostly cloudy. Highs 5 below to zero. Saturday night, partly cloudy, lows 15 below to 20 below zero. Sunday, mostly cloudy, highs around five above. After plans for the first Bear Paw Marathon were scrapped last summer due to COVID-19 concerns, the Haver Chamber of Commerce is preparing to give it another go. Executive Director Julia Robbins says they are cautiously moving forward with new plans to hold the inaugural Bear Paw Marathon on June 5th, but it will be a bit different than your traditional marathon. We are going to have both in-person race and a virtual participation option, which is pretty awesome. So if people are not comfortable participating in person, they can just participate virtually and they will get all the same swag, same recognition, which is really cool. Robin says there will be virtual options for the full marathon, the half marathon, and the 5K. You just sign up on our website and then we will send you all the information, but you can run anywhere. You can run on the street, you can run on a treadmill, then you just report back to us on how far you ran, what your time was, and then we send out your medal and your shirt. Registrations will open up later this month and more details will be unveiled in the coming weeks and months. The Haverhill County Library has announced that they now have three iPads, three laptops, and 11 hotspots available to be checked out for one-week loan periods. Library Director Rachel Rahn says she hopes this offering can help bridge the digital divide that has been exacerbated by the pandemic. We are open now, but we still have a half-hour time limit on how long people can stay, and sometimes it's just not enough. If you're applying for a job or trying to take online classes, anything like that it can take a lot longer than half an hour, so people can now out for a week at a time. They can work in the comfort of their home. The library's current hours of operation are weekdays 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. That first hour each day is reserved for vulnerable populations. Anyone that would prefer not to enter the building can arrange for curbside pickup by calling 265-2123 or emailing library at haverhill.org. The dangerously cold weather along the High Line is expected to linger, and that means frozen water service lines are possible. To prevent the costly expense of attempting to thaw a service line, the City of Havers Water Department suggests homeowners leave a small pencil-sized stream of water from an open faucet running at all times to prevent a service line freeze up. In addition, they suggest that homeowners check the main sewer vent pipe outlet, which is located on the roof, to ensure it is free of accumulations of ice and snow caused by high humidity and freezing temperatures. A wind chill advisory remains in place on the High Line through noon Thursday, with the wind chill potentially dropping to 35 below zero at times, leading to frostbite on exposed skin in as little as 5 to 10 minutes serve montana reach higher montana and montana campus compact have announced the extension of the application deadline for the youth serve montana scholarship to february 28th up to 100 of montana's high school seniors will be selected to receive a one thousand dollar scholarship for their volunteer service in their respective communities qualifying students will have completed 50 hours or more of direct service within the last 12 months, and will attend a Montana Campus Compact Institution this fall. Virtual, remote, and COVID-19 response service hours are accepted and encouraged. GPA is not used as a factor to determine eligibility because this scholarship honors students' dedication to their communities. For more information, head to serve.mt.gov. Taking a look at local COVID-19 numbers for today, we'll start with Hill County, which last provided a report on Saturday. They reported 11 COVID-19 cases and 14 recoveries Friday, and one new case and one recovery Saturday. As of Saturday, case count for Hill County, 1,840, 26 active, 2 hospitalized, 1,774 recoveries, and 40 deaths. We have not received COVID-19 updates over the weekend from Shodo, Liberty, Phillips, or Blaine counties, but we'll pass updates along once they're provided. Turning to state news, we'll start with today's COVID-19 update from the Department of Public Health and Human Services. Today, Montana reported 111 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the cumulative total to 95,914. The death toll is 1,314. Active case count, 3,220. Active hospitalizations, 101. Counties with the most new cases today, Flathead, 24. Lewis and Clark, 18. Missoula, 16. And taking a quick look at the vaccine dashboard from the state, As of this morning, Montana has administered 140,070 COVID-19 vaccine doses, with 38,444 Montanans fully immunized. A third Montana lawmaker has reportedly tested positive for COVID-19 during this year's session. The House Republicans announced that Republican Representative Brian Putnam of Kalispell received positive test results Sunday. He felt mildly symptomatic Thursday night and was tested Friday. He participated in the session remotely Friday and will continue to do so. His closest contacts have been notified and contact tracing is ongoing. Republican Representative David Bede of Hamilton tested positive for the virus in early January, as did Republican Representative Fiona Knave of Columbus. Knave had been participating in the session remotely when she tested positive. A northwestern Montana man died after being caught in an avalanche while snowmobiling in the Swan Range east of Kalispell. Flathead County Sheriff Brian Haino says several snowmobilers were caught in the slide Saturday and a 60-year-old man from Kalispell was buried. His friends dug him out and tried CPR without success. They rode out and called 911 at about 3 p.m. Saturday. Severe weather prevented search and rescue teams from recovering the man's body until Sunday. The Flathead Avalanche Center had issued avalanche warnings for the Sawan Range on Saturday. It continues Monday. Four backcountry skiers died in an avalanche east of Salt Lake City Saturday. A Republican congressman is proposing removing four hydroelectric dams in the northwest as part of a sweeping plan to address the decades-long problem of how to save salmon populations without upending a system that provides power to millions of people. The $33.5 billion proposal from Representative Mike Simpson of Idaho was announced Saturday. It would breach four dams on the Lower Snake River by the end of the next decade. It would also pay for finding ways to replace the dam's key roles in energy, agriculture, and transportation. It's being met with cautious optimism among some on both sides of the issue, but there's still plenty of skepticism. Authorities say a pair of semi-truck accidents resulted in a pileup of nearly 20 vehicles in Montana Saturday. The AP reports the collisions around 120 p.m. on I-90 outside Park City drew emergency responders, for multiple agencies but resulted in no major injuries. The Montana Highway Patrol says officers were initially investigating a jackknife semi-truck in the median when another semi-truck failed to slow and yield to signs posted on the road. After nearly striking a Stillwater County deputy, the second truck also jackknifed, causing a pileup of vehicles behind it on the icy road. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service last month proposed listing the whitebark pine tree as threatened under the Endangered Species Act. For the last 24 years, Glacier National Park has been quietly working to conserve the species over its 1 million acres of wildlands. It is no small task. Park employees first began collecting cones in 1997 from trees that have shown resistance to blister rust. That's a fungal infection introduced from Europe last century that has decimated whitebark and other pine species across the western U.S. Glacier biologists and technicians plant about 500 rust-resistant whitebark seedings annually, but progress is slow. Trees planted 20 years ago today are only about hip-high. A Montana coal mine has closed amid a substantial decline in demand for thermal coal. Decker Coal in the Powder River Basin stopped mining in January after the owner of the mine filed for bankruptcy late last year, according to court documents. The coal firm Lighthouse Resources filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in December and cited the dismal coal market. The company said in court filings that it was no longer economically feasible to operate the surface coal mine. Officials have transported 50 Yellowstone National Park Bison to the Fort Peck, Assiniboine, and Sioux Tribes in Montana. The AP reports the animals transferred Friday were under quarantine by the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service north of the park in the Gardner Basin. The move was the fifth transfer since April 2019, with a total of 154 bison moved from the park to the reservation. The relocations are meant to divert disease-free Yellowstone bison to restoration programs led by tribal groups. There are 64 female and 25 male bison still under quarantine in Yellowstone facilities. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat $5.74, spring wheat $5.47. For Blaine County, winter wheat $5.64, spring wheat $5.42. For Liberty County, winter wheat 579, Spring Wheat 547, Shoto County Winter Wheat 574, Spring Wheat 547, and Phillips County Winter Wheat 559, Spring Wheat 537. And that does it for your Monday edition of Montana at noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening and remember seven days a week. We are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX and Highline today. Com. Have a great rest of your Monday, stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.